Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute. Welcome back to Joe vs. the Minute, where a Movies by Minute podcast that analyzes the 1990 Tom Hanks Meg Ryan film Joe vs. the Volcano, one meet in a boat minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. I'm Jarf. We've got guests. Woo woo. Plural. My name's George Hendricks. I'm Crystal Bear. That's what I sound like when I use my mouth hole. And this is what I sound like when I sound like George. It's magic. I mean myself. So accurate. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you guys were doing a bit. Neither uh, could we. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize. Now I'm rethinking having our guests have to share a chair because their personalities have melded. We've no, melded. that's our buttocks. <laughs> we're both right. talking out of our personalities. Anus. Our buttocks have joined together like Navi sex tails. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, no. Don't gross, but also Avatar. Avatar is not allowed on this podcast. Oh, no. Well. What is allowed are references to the two sisters thing. That's your half sister? So I think you guys are well on your way. Bottom half. Thanks. Oh, jeez. You do you. I'm going to talk about minute 54 of Joe versus the Volcano because it's one of my favorite. I got to research a schooner. I'm so happy. Yeah, that's awesome. This is a minute that begins with Angelica giving Joe's jungle gym outfit her approval. And that was the little moment that I was waxing poetic about earlier this week. And it ends with two sisters frustrated that neither knows where their father is. Technically, it begins with a parrot making a noise that makes it sound like Joe is making the noise. (laughs) Maybe Joe and the parrot. Like a weird squeak noise. Maybe their butts have joined together in Navi sex tales. I feel like this is a good time to admit that I have not seen Avatar and don't know what any of you guys are talking about, but it's sure. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, I, I was using my context clues, so I felt... I liked Avatar, so whatever. That's because you're in a weird sex tale shit. So? Which is fine. I'm not, I'm fine. not kink shaming. We, we are in the presence of sex positive Jarf. If Crystal wants to tangle tales with whomever she wishes... That gets a thumbs up from me. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. That's why he's sex positive, Jarf. That's why. (laughs) So earlier in this movie, Joe decided not to tangle tails with, I hate that this is now a thing, with Angelica. (laughs) You don't do uh, you. That's his slogan. This minute, he meets Patricia, and I think we've completely given away where this is going. Oh yeah. But we can read the sparks in this minute. Oi, when he's yeah, wearing that hat, I think it's called there, a stiffy. I don't want to get there yet. He, they have that conversation about how she's approving his outfit, and then she's like, "Oh my gosh, I <laughs> the just most realized dramatic change ever." <gasps> the man may or may not have understood the directions I gave him, and then she takes a couple steps and is like, "Anzale, <laughs> I love it so." She's wearing much. a matador jacket, so she's yep. entitled to speak broken spanish it's a whole look i actually really relate to the other person in this which is joe continuing to eat his breakfast as they walk out of the restaurant that's where i'm at (laughs) he should have taken her plate too honestly of the fruit i am i am not the person saying andale andale waving my cigarette around being cool la person i'm the person like finishing my toast like damn it i'm getting all of this (laughs) right leaving this behind well he's got to get that fruit in before he launches into scurvy land see it's perfect it's all coming together (sighs) and then we go 
to the yes after i crystal but i really do kind of wish you had done the whole episode in your angelica voice our very special guest meg ryan Meg Ryan. We're going to get more. We're going to get double Meg Ryan. That's what I requested. And she's going to fight with herself. And it's fabulous. <laughs> so cranky. When they leave the restaurant, they cut to the boat. Is that Hulk Hogan on the boat? Working on the boat? Yeah. Well, was Hulk Hogan in the Newport, San Diego area oh, in 1989? I can almost assure you he was. So it could be. He'll say, here, brother. We're going to sail across the Pacific. <laughs> So I'm very confused because apparently this boat is in way upstate Washington these days. But it was. I'm seeing San Diego. I'm seeing Newport Harbor. That area. Hey, boats travel, baby. Boats do travel. And it was West Coast, Mexico and Hawaii. It's just. Okay. So this is the Spike Africa. And apparently you can still sail on it, but I'm looking at 1994 prices and I can't afford those. So probably going to guess I can't do it now. <laughs> um, but it was built 40 years ago. But when was this written? Well, whatever. Uh, it was built by Bob Sloan. And when he passed away, his wife took up the... Or maybe it was right around this time. I'm trying to figure out who owned it when it was used in this movie. Were they of the Peterson Sloans? Worked as a freighting schooner, floating fuel docks, served as a support boat for some of the most important 1970s and 80s yacht races. I would not know what the what those were, but they do not go into detail. Honors in her own racing career and a starred in films such as Joe vs. Volcano, TV shows including Hell on Wheels, Baywatch, Hotel, and numerous national advertising campaigns. Ooh, those national advertising campaigns. And she's listed on woodenboat.com with all her specs. So I, I feel confident that it is not just, even though it's very unreassuring when you Google Joe vs. Volcano ship and... The first thing you get is like, come sail on our ship. And I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you talking about? But it's a, it's a real thing and it's real pretty. Oh, built uh, Costa Mesa, California, 1977. Oh, now I'm going to think about Star Wars again. Oh, oh I, nice. I was curious about that because it said 40 years ago, but I couldn't find when the article was published. Yeah. 1977. Mm-hmm. Oh, I... A little tidbit from that that I found fun is it the schooner was named after a, a, a sailor, Spike Africa, who was Bob Sloan's best friend and renowned as a living legend of the sea. He was known up and down the West Coast as the president of the Pacific Ocean. So... It, I, I oh. couldn't really find a ton about him, but he really sounds like quite a, ca- a character that would fit perfectly in this movie. And I do love that when you put Spike Africa into Google, it, you know, in the things below, it's Spike Africa ship or Spike Africa boat. I mean, they might both be there. And then it's Spike Africa, the man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I love that. That was a beautiful algorithmic choice. <laughs> Not Spike Africa, the man. <laughs> I am not going to wax too poetic over this boat ship, uh, except to say that I love it. I've always loved it. And if anyone would like to give me just like a ton of money, feel free. 
So you can I'll do it. have money or so you can buy the boat? <laughs> I'll buy the boat with my money. Yeah, but then you just have to keep spending yeah. money on said boat. Yeah, but... I don't know. I feel like I feel like sailing is overblown. No, no pun intended, wind-wise. <laughs> I wondered where uh, that sentence was going to end up. In a rave. <laughs> 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 yeah, I... Sailing is very romanticized. Yes, it is. But it's... God, it's real pretty. And when it is going well... I follow several blogs of liveaboards and people who, like, sail around the world full-time and some of them are cats. All right, fine. Yes, that's true. But <laughs> man, if you have a blog dedicated to your cat boat or your or your boat, oh my god. If you have a blog dedicated to your boat cat or your boat dog, please share it with me because I will. I will follow them on Instagram. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> is this just one cat on a boat or is it a boat completely run by cats? Um, it's usually just the one cat, but I think if you've ever known a cat one cat could control a boat with its mind powers. Only if it's a catamaran. do what they want. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, the dad jokes have arrived. Listen, all my jokes Finally. are dad jokes. Yeah, but most of them are dirty. Well, yeah, I, I, it's not like I don't Still tell those to my kid, though. too. She just doesn't get half of them. Yeah. I pretend my dad doesn't make dirty jokes. <laughs> um... So this is Patricia. We have met Patricia. the final Meg Ryan character. Patricia. Patricia. Hello, Patricia. <laughs> Hello. Have you seen Daddy? <laughs> Do you know where Daddy is? <laughs> oh, I love Meg it. Meg Ryan has evolved into her final Pokemon form. <laughs> it's her final Saiyan form because she's blonde. And she's sitting up on the trunk. She has to, like, jump down. She's so petite. And she's so... I, well, those trunks are huge also. But but she's got an attitude, but she's still really hot and has that bow. I mean. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. So, so, so what do you think is going through an actor's head when they're told, okay, so Meg, here's the scene. You're going to be up here next to Tommy, but you're going to be looking down at yourself. And then you're also going to be responding to yourself. So you got to keep in mind that you're talking to yourself, but also your half-sister. And you guys don't get along. And you're not very good fans of each other because you're you're so alike. Obviously, the half is the top half in this scenario. <laughs> I do love Tom Hanks reading it. That's your half-sister? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he really is the stand-in for the audience in this minute. I mean, they do look. I mean, he's a straight man. And they do look exactly alike. And I can't believe he didn't think. I mean, obviously, he says, I've seen you before. But mm. then it makes you wonder, is this whole thing just a dream? So here's a thing that really threw me off at first, and we've argued about this before because I love Meg Ryan as Dee Dee, but it doesn't really make sense that she's Dee Dee. Like from right. a philosophical Joe's journey, I get the symbolism, but I mean, Patricia and Angelica are half sisters. This is played for a joke. This makes sense. But part of that is, okay, like, part of that is got to be your bias that Meg Ryan is not Meg Ryan unless she's blonde, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because cause in anything she's ever done, she's been blonde, except for, what was it, uh, In the Cut, which is the weird criminal sex movie she did after, like, her star had begun to fade and she was a brunette and no one, no one watched that movie. 
I don't even remember that that movie existed. It exists. I think she was in Mark Ruffalo, and they boned a lot, and it was dark and weird and, and sinister. Yeah, that's that's uh, in the cut. I think it's called. Hmm. Was it after she got her plastic? Yeah. Surgery? Well, I mean, around that time, either after or right before. Hmm. It's just weird to me that Dee Dee has no connection to these two women on the other side of the country, but she does because she's played by the same person in the movie. Well, yeah, but I don't think that she is, 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 I don't think there's a connection. I think she's just the archetypical woman in his life. But then I almost wish they hadn't made Angelica and Patricia half-sisters and just been like, yep, this is a thing. Cause moving on, this is sort of like an allegory for 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 choosing your own path, and sometimes you have to walk away from something that seems like a thing when it's not. And he and he does that continually until he meets Patricia. Mm. Hmm. He's always like, "Oh, it's 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 close. It's it's kind of what I want. It's kind of there, but it's not quite yeah. exactly what I want." Yeah. If if it had been. Dee Dee in New York and Angelica in LA and she had had no connection to this Patricia person before dropping Joe off at this dock. That to my brain would make sense. And I don't want to lose this half sister joke. I love this. And it, it gives us a lot of opportunity because it lets her talk about her father. And later she's like, you know, Oh, if you had slept with my sister, I'd know something about you, but you didn't. So I, I, I get why it was useful to do it this way. I just wish go go all the, don't go halfway on it. If that makes sense, I think that's what I'm struggling that makes with. Makes sense. I think they went all the way because they had her be DD was her, then they had her like completely like Meg Ryan is like all the central female characters in this movie. Yeah. And that's committing to the bit. But two of these central characters know each other and have a relationship and one doesn't. Uh we don't know if she doesn't know who her daddy is. Oh, God, I would love that. She might not maybe, know. Maybe Dee Dee is the weird third sister who no one knows. Yeah, and no yeah. one knows because it was a one-night stand thing, and he just happens to be that he's stuck in this vortex of Meg Ryan, and that's that's what it is. And Dee Dee just happens to be the one that got left behind. Kurt Cameron, as we like to say. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Well, and... We know Graynamore has that doctor connection in New York. Yep. Mm-hmm. So a girl in New York who's in trouble would be sent to Dr. Ellison. Oh. I like this. She was told to go to Dr. Ellison, but she decided not to go through with it and have the kid anyway. So Dee Dee doesn't know. And Graynamore doesn't know. Wow. There it is. Oh, I really like this. Okay, thank you, guys. We figured out the movie. That's what we're here for. We're to unlock those doors. <laughs> oh. oh, this is so good. I love our own little EU Legends world. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. That's I think that's the thing I like most about Movies by Minute stuff. <laughs> Just making stuff up where people are like, yeah. Tell us it's not it. right. <laughs> if it turns out there isn't a droid who processes paperwork and his name is 401k. I'm going to be so mad after <laughs> the latest season of Star Wars Minute. Oh my god. I had to like pause the ep- the episode and just be like that was brilliant. <laughs> Please be real. <laughs> anyway, wrong show. Wrong show. But thank you for helping me work work through that. <laughs> um, Alright, so Dee Dee is a foundling and 
Patricia and Angelica <laughs> don't get along. And they claim it's because they always think the other one. <laughs> yeah. Do you know where our father is? Do they both call him daddy? Oh, yeah. Daddy. Okay. Because he asked them to. I, um, he seems like that kind of da- that kind of guy, 100%. Yeah. I wonder if it's a rich person thing. Daddy. Like Daddy Warbucks? Yeah. I mean, Annie was definitely still calling him Daddy when she was a grown woman. But that's because it was his first name, right? <laughs> yep. Um. All right. So, Angelica and Patricia. Patricia. Hello, Angelica. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Patricia. (laughs) So, George, as you said, you requested a scene where two of the Meg Ryan characters. Yeah, I wanted some solid Meg on Meg action. (laughs) With a Meg Rye Rye? Oh, yeah. 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 Because that was one of my favorite parts of the movie is because is, you're talking about the fact that Dee Dee doesn't really fit into the, the, to the mythos. I'm like, I, I, I don't care. I love the fact that Meg Ryan plays three different characters in this movie and they're all yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a tour de force of Meg Ryan's range. You, you get sad, you get funny, you get yeah. you all around lovable. Doing that ever, so. Yeah. And that's the thing. These are, for all that they're quick meetings and introductions, I mean, we just met Angelica, it feels like, and we're coming up on the goodbye, but all three of her characters are full people. Yeah. Because it's like, Meg amazing. Ryan magic. Amazing. MRM. Amazing. MRM. I love when they replace the lion with the cat. Yeah. Meow. <laughs> Thank God people got that. Um, <laughs> meow. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, I can't. I keep pausing and being like, I'm just going to swoon over this minute so hard. Because of the boat? And Patricia's style. Yeah, all of it. She's very White LA. sneakers. Really? No, I th- I'm sorry. You said, I mean, Angelica is very LA. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think maybe, I just, I'm really glad, Jarf, that you like the Angelica character. And I am definitely coming to appreciate her more doing this a minute at a time. Because I think I just always wrote her off as the L.A. one who we don't get to know very well. She's not the anti-Patricia. Yeah, she's her own person doing her own thing. Yeah, exactly. The anti-Patricia would not be in this movie. The anti-Patricia definitely dyes her hair dark. Oh, anti-Patricia is Dee Dee. No, but Dee Dee, I feel like anti-Patricia is Dee Dee's punk roommate, who she doesn't really I think more like emo roommate. Okay, that's fine. I I was thinking like 70s New York punk, so emo evolved. Yeah, from that. So she's a pretender. That's true, because one thing we are going to learn is that Patricia does not lack for self-confidence. Yeah. Because she's Patricia. She she sells boats. She wears tennis shoes and dresses with pockets. She's awesome. See, I want to dispute it, but everything you just said, I'm like, yep. It's true. And it's true. The pockets are crucial. I think it's not just the fact that... So, so yes, yes, two of the characters are related. 
they're half sisters. There's that sort of, but I think that's more for for dramatic element to, to build that sort of like rivalry between the two of them, mm-hmm. and to set up the line later where she says, "Had you slept with my sister, I would know something about you, but you didn't." That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I do think that all the Meg Ryan's are different aspects of femininity. There's like the sort of like the quiet, docile type. There's the extremely like to the to the other direction with mm-hmm. the emotive, the over overthought overwrought and then you slide into the patricia aspect which is the self-confident there's the there's the capable there's the i got this mm-hmm. no matter what comes mm-hmm. up and and i think that that that's like like likening back to earlier in the week we were talking about how tom hanks's character is basically parsing out aspects of femininity through these three characters and then settles upon the okay this woman might be too much for me but mm-hmm. she's kind of what I want. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know that until I met her. Yeah, because he has no idea what he wants at this point. He doesn't even want that hat. <laughs> no, he doesn't want that Nobody hat. Nobody wants that. You can even tell when he's at the store he didn't want that hat. He should have known better. When you have that moment of hesitation of, should I be wearing this? That's a sign. No, you yep. should not. No, no, no. I, I think there's got to come some point in your t- personal style development where you question yourself and then you lean into it and then you realize, oh, yeah, you know what? This is a good idea. This hat. No, no, no. This hat, like like, like it was been said, <laughs> this outfit wears him. The hat is the, the mm-hmm. crown on top of this outfit. <laughs> it is his jungle gym crown. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll definitely see. I know. This is, we're going to get more of their back and forth, but this minute kicks off one of the most inexplicable yet hilarious moments ever. Why are you calling me Felix? My name is Joe. <laughs> because she don't care. And that's what's so great about her. She's like, I don't care what your name is. And, it, and, and a lot of the times it could be, I like Felix better. I'm going to call you Felix because in my mind, you're yeah. more of a Felix than a Joe. Oh, because I do what I want. Exactly. As she says, I do what I want. And I love her for it. And so will Joe. Sorry. (laughs) Tyranny is starting to melt into a puddle. And I'm not sure how to segue (laughs) into this, but I'm curious, Crystal. Much like a fairy tale character, Tyranny has melted. There it is. (laughs) There's your segue. So I'm wondering, Crystal and George, did you have a chance to think about our fairy tale Friday and what is each of your favorite fairy tale in any medium? I really like, and I've always liked Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, tell us why. I don't know. I like the idea of this little creature that was able to trick everyone. And then all of a sudden this one girl was like, actually, I mean, I I think I like the idea. I like Rumpelstiltskin, honestly, more than the woman. Hmm. Or just this like disgruntled little man that <laughs> didn't really think out his whole curse hex magic thing. So you want the gritty remake of Rumpelstiltskin from Rumpelstiltskin's point of view. Yes, exactly. I want to see from his point of view. And also Hansel and Gretel is awesome too. I like the ones that are like real effing creepy at the Oh, core. they're making, the, have you seen the tra- the previews for the remake of Hansel and Gretel they're doing? The gritty. No. There's like a dark one. horror movie. Yeah. I do like, like you said, the bad guy who didn't really think out their endgame, it gives you a lot to work with in a story. 
Yep. What was Rumpelstiltskin's deal? He is he the one that could spin straw into gold? Right. So he taught the women how to do that. He did it for them, but he had to get their firstborn. Like you do. And the reason why um, he was able to do that is because they had to guess what his name was, and they could never guess what his name was. And he was like, you can keep your kid if you guess my name. And she, as the queen, had him followed, and he was in the woods chanting and being like, Rumpelstiltskin be my name? No one will ever find out. And the guy was like, uh, I heard him in the woods. His name's Rumpelstiltskin, so if you can just say that. You get three chances, so I would just say it. And he got so mad that he stamped himself into the ground and the ground closed up around him. So we basically did the equivalent of writing down your email password. And then putting it on a post-it note on your computer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. Or your password is password. Yep. Oh, is that not a good password? Mm, No. No. I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three... That's amazing. <laughs> okay, well, that was not my luggage. That was a great one, George. How about you? Um, I am a sucker for female-driven interpretations. I, I I love Brave. I love Moana. I love Mulan. Anytime you get a girl justifying her own actions by telling the establishment to go Shut itself. Up! Sorry. Um, just gets me every time. And so those are my, those are my go-tos. I love all of those movies. So obviously Moana is the newest, but, and, and actually it's funny because, uh, we, in the, in the, in, in the warm-up conversation, we talked about how, um, Chris Beth called me up in tears after watching the new Star Wars movie. While I had a solid emotional reaction to the new Star Wars movie, I was straight up, I could, I could hardly like contain myself watching the live action Moana trailer. I mean, no, I'm sorry, live action Mulan trailer. Mulan. Oh, oh my god. My I was gosh. like, this yes. movie looks so good. It looks it's amazing. so beautiful, but like it's got the same story and they've just tweaked it enough to where you don't have Eddie Murphy acting like an idiot in the background half the time. I was like, do they or do they not have Eddie Murphy in it's, it? I cannot wait for this movie and I just got choked up. I could barely watch the trailer. I loved watching that trailer, and then I also loved that in the hush that fell over the movie theater before the next one started, I distinctly heard my cousin go, I wonder how they'll do the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, it looks like it's going to be a phoenix. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's my jam, is, is, is stories like that. So so I, I give props to Pixar and Disney, which have been pushing the boundaries in that direction, finally. In the last right. couple of years, but um, that, yeah. that's that's really where I kind of like I lock in is that that yeah. sort of mindset. For a lot of years, all we had was Ever After for feminist. Oh yeah, oh stories. yeah. So I'm glad it's expanded. I loved Moana. Oh. It's one of my favorites. I just like between the music and the story, and like it's the same places every time. Just kind of like, oh, yep, that's me. That's that's got me. Oh, see, I'm all about Coco. It's a girl who had a boat, so obviously I was on board. You love those boats. Ah. <laughs> nice. She's on a boat. I do have that song. The flippy floppies. I won't say the other lines because they're not suitable. <laughs> yeah, very few lines for that song are appropriate for this podcast. Yep. I'm sorry, I'm very much looking forward to using our bleep, which, unless 
by the time I edit minute 54, Jarf has stopped me from using Tom Hanks yelling, <laughs> shut up at Hooch and Turner and Hooch. <laughs> We're all connected by Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Six we degrees are. of Hanks. Thanks, Hanks. You know what, Hanks, for the memories. <laughs> oh, no. I remember the first time I saw a thank you card and it was his picture and it said T. Hanks. And I was like, wow, that's genius. <laughs> yeah, because seriously, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else before I hit the stop button? Mm, I think that's it on my end. Thank you guys so much for coming. I have missed podcasting about movies with you. <laughs> no, it's the bet. I'm really happy. It's just being able to do this for the next few minutes hours of my day were it was great oh if you want to go listen to other me talk about other dumb stuff go listen to the mogwai minute um i talk about gremlins with my co-host neil and we argue about food a lot that's my past show and then i have coming up with my dearest friend liz uh way to dune minute which is a minute by minute breakdown of david lynch's dune finally it's happening Yes, we are looking forward After to that. After years, and past guest Liz, you started this along with George. I'm oh, sorry, Jarf. No. no, we're just plugging it some more because the fact that it's called Way to Dune Minute wasn't enough, right? Way to Dune Minute started before I even knew who George actually. It's been was. in the works for a while. Yeah, <laughs> these things happen. It takes a while to make a podcast. What can we say, right? Exactly. Uh, when is this coming? Okay, good. I won't be having, oh, actually my other podcast might've started by the time this airs. Cool. So if you're listening to this, you're probably hearing me on two podcasts, but at least this time they're not daily. (laughs) (laughs) That was a learning opportunity. That is a hard thing. And we're not telling people yet what that future podcast is, or are we? I don't remember. Um, we can, cause what's the date on this one actually i mean the podcast itself won't have started but the teaser should have dropped it should be getting ready to drop i'm doing a league of their own one inning at a time so it's going to be nine full episodes spread out throughout the baseball season nice wow that's awesome league of their own's the best i love that movie and i i would have someone else did talk about it one minute at a time and i just I really want to talk to people. I have a friend who literally wrote their college thesis on the actual league. And I go to Cooperstown every year so I can interview people there. And I, I, I'm going to get an excuse to go out and see some of the stadiums they played in. I'm going to get to talk to a lot of cool baseball people. I'm really excited. Wow. Cool. Um, That's awesome. But yes, baseball. Uh, turns out. Yeah, releasing five episodes a week was not going to work well for that format. So we're going to do a little bit spread out. So I was like, oh, I'll do it over the whole season. That'll be so much fun. And then I'm looking at how freaking early opening day is in 2020. And I'm like, oh, cool. So really spread out then, I guess. (laughs) So starts earlier and earlier every year. But that's not relevant to this show. What is relevant to this show is if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Joe versus Minute. And if you are on Facebook and want to join in the conversation with your fellow listeners, you can check us out 
the Joe versus the Minute listeners luggage raft. And thanks again, Crystal and George, for joining us this week. It was super fun. Thanks for letting me crash. Gosh, such a pleasure. (laughs) And I think that's about it for this week. Listeners, we will be back next week for Minute 55. Where to now, Tierney? Away from the things of man, of course. Away from the things of man. Now I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm gonna go when the volcano blows. Let me say now I don't know. That's a growler.